Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Let's start with a discussion about mobile money and the banking system. Are you aware that it is predicted in some quarters that within the next five to ten years, all money will be digital? What does it mean for your business? Get ready to be educated in pros and cons. And so when mobile money was introduced into this country a few years ago, as was the custom with all unfamiliar technology, it was wrongly dismissed by many. Even when the example of Kenya was shared, the counter-argument was that there was a cultural barrier to e-payment systems or to Ghana's adoption of any form of technological payment. Today, the story is very different. Numbers have skyrocketed, lifestyles have changed, and convenience is the name of the game. New payment systems have emerged and are being integrated every day. And we are convinced that mobile money and electronic payments have come to stay. Has it destroyed traditional banking as we know it? Some say yes, others say no. Those arguing for the motion say banking will never be the same again. Those arguing against the motion say these technologies actually make banking even better. Is it true or false? Share your thoughts with us. So the motion for today, the continuous rise of mobile money and e-payments confirms the death of traditional banking. I have three gentlemen in the studio today. Arguing for the motion, Deridin Dazi, CEO of Dream Over. Derry, welcome to Springboard. Arguing against the motion, and another good friend of Springboard, Maximus Ametego, CEO of Pop Out. Maximus, welcome to Springboard. Thank you very much. It's interesting <laughs> that the two of you are literally arguing against each other. Yeah, yeah, we're being galamfed together. <laughs> <laughs> so, sitting in between the two of them to, to, to control them and make sure they don't get out of, out of hand is our in-house expert for today, Eli Hini, who manages mobile money at MTN. Eli, good to see you. Good to see you. Too. I hope I got your... Uh, is, is the best description I could give you? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's what you do. What you I make do. sure the, the mobile money is working. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, so th- these are the rules for the game. I mean, Eli, who is our in-house expert for today, will give us some introductory statistics, just an overview of the situation on the ground. It doesn't mean that he will speak for any or, or against anyone, but Eli will give us a bit of perspective, a bit of context for a couple of minutes, and then we'll settle to the main debate. And we will start with Derry, who will give us a seven-minute presentation, seven to eight-minute presentation, and give us his three main arguments for the motion and probably one counter just to balance the skills, followed by Derry, who will also give us a very robust um, response with his three arguments for or uh, arguments against and one kind of counter uh, to support Derry's position that he doesn't agree with at all. Okay, so that is how we're going to run this and then we'll roll on from there, see how we can integrate all your thoughts and bring a few other experts into the discussion. But let's start with you, Eli. How far have we come on this journey, especially as regards mobile money and, if I may say so, electronic payments? Thank you very much, Albert. And uh, I'm sure uh, it's been uh, a journey a journey that uh, started some seven years ago uh, when the central bank issued the branchless banking guidelines. At the time, uh, the consideration was 
for banks to lead the space and uh, grow the mobile money uh, innovation. Along the lines, um, things started evolving. Um, the interest in the space started growing. And there were a lot more dynamics that ensured that we needed to take a second look at the model. And so we have the uh, EMI uh, guidelines and agent uh, uh, guidelines or regulations uh, released by the central bank. And that sort of gave some flexibility and a lot more room to other institutions like telcos to uh, play in the space a lot more than uh, had happened over the years. And it's all come from a lot of work that uh, has gone on over the period. And during that period, all the stakeholders within the industry had uh, looked at the options that Ghana had and the issues on the ground and to look at the best way forward. And that's how we came. So it was an industry discussion. And I remember we had lots of engagement. It took over three years for the new uh, regulations uh, to come out. And already, after a year, it is still being reviewed. So it's going to be an ongoing exercise. Give, give, give us a few numbers just to set the pace, and we'll come back to have a more detailed discussion about how far this innovation has changed our lives. But just to give us some context, okay. how close are we to achieving every man a mobile money account? <laughs> well, we, 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 are, we, are getting, we are getting there. Uh, today just uh, from uh, first half year, uh, just on the active uh, wallets uh, alone, uh, we are talking over 7 million, so about 7.2 uh, million as at uh, the end of the first half of uh, 2016. If you compare that to same period last year, we're a little shy of 4 million. So um, the growth over the period is uh, something close to 83%. I mean, it is just that phenomenal growth that is what uh, is transforming the industry. If you take uh, active uh, agents, uh, on the active agent side, we have uh, a little over 82,000 82, um, agents, active agents. And same time last year, uh, we had just uh, a little shy of 30,000. So... I mean, agent numbers have uh, almost uh, tripled. Um, on the registered uh, subscriber numbers, um, as at the end of uh, June, first half of this year, we had over 60 million registered uh, customers. So the numbers uh, are growing and growing very fast. Um, if you also look at the volume of transactions, uh, we've seen uh, also over 100% growth in uh, volume of uh, transactions, which means a lot more activity uh, is going on. Then um, the other data I want to uh, touch on quickly. One more, and then we'll just get yeah, to the, is, the uh, action. The monies that are held. We That's all, very important. We all know that uh, the space is managed by the stakeholders. So the banks are the ones that hold the float um, that... Um, is on the platforms that are running the services. And as at last year, first half, um, we had 341 and almost 700 as at the end of the first half of 2016. That is almost 100% uh, growth in the float. So the numbers are interesting, and it's interesting for all the stakeholders within the industry 
And like I keep saying, the opportunities are big, it's enormous, and all partners or all stakeholders uh, have an opportunity to play in the space. Right. So lots of money being circulated within the mobile money space. But does it sound the death knell to the banking industry or the traditional banking industry? Or is it an enabler that is making banking even better? Arguing for the motion, Deridin Dazza will take his turn now. He has eight minutes to convince us that the, the rise or the continuous rise of mobile money means the death of traditional banking. Over to you, Dewey. Well, thank you very much, Albert. And thank you, um, Ellie, for clearly outlining the fact that mobile money is growing and um, the banks have to beware um, because uh, they, will, they are fastly being outpaced um, by, the, by the mobile money um, um, growth. Um, one key thing I want to start off with is this. Bill Gates once said that banking is necessary, banks are not. And that is... Um, my first um, point of view. Obviously, we, we know that the, the whole concept of banking will continue to go on. People have to move money, deposit money. People have to take loans. People have to make investment. Now, the question is, are we going to still do the same thing through the traditional means that we know already? Or new channels, new models, new customer needs are, is, are going to drive the way people see and utilize uh, what we what we call the banking system. One thing I also want to share is this, that at the moment, banking is on life support. And banking on life support aided by the regulator, which is the central bank. Without a central bank, I don't think that banks are going to survive because the central banks are now putting in place measures and putting in place kinds of policies that will make that industry exist. Um, so the bank should more or less thank the central bank for aiding them survive um, at this moment. Now, what, what is causing, for me, the death of the banking system or the death of bank and traditional banking is, for me, one, that the, 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 the needs of customers have evolved. Customers are now determining the way they bank. There's no more banks sitting in their corner and deter- determining how, ba- how customers access banking services. We have customers looking for more convenience, and that, for me, is very, very deep. Now, customers do not want to walk to branches. So if you're a bank and you are building more branches, you know, to woo customers or to attract customers, to building fancy branches, putting all kinds of um, aesthetics, you know, to appeal to customers, um, I believe that you are throwing a lot of money um, to the present whilst ignoring um, the future. Um, one, one thing we also have to notice is this. Your biggest branch is not the, the place that people go and do banking. The biggest branch is the channel that people use at any point in time. So if people are going to work in the morning and they have 3 million people doing transactions on a certain platform, like the mobile platform, sending mobile money, or doing financial transactions that morning at 7 a.m., that is your biggest branch. It is not a time that, it is not a place that people go. It is the how, the where, and the time that people access financial services. And for me, the banks have to rethink because that spells a doom to the brick-and-mortar approach that um, they have. One other thing that we also seen is this. There's a lot of... The financial system has a lot of checks. I mean, if I say checkbooks, people are writing a lot of checks. These days, people don't really write checks. I don't remember the last time I wrote a check. So if people are making money, banks are making money from charging checkbook money, um, 50 cities for 50 pages... 
or 200 pages or something like that, they have to watch out because mobile money, electronic money issuing is fast outgrowing the desire and the need for people to sign checks. Now, if people buy anything, you are going to pay either by the person, mobile money. And, people, and, and one way or the other, the regulator is also helping the mobile money system because they are actually increasing the limit that people can actually transact on a daily basis. Uh, we also have new uh, means of socialization also aiding um, the widespread of um, the adoption and the consumption of uh, mobile money services. You're looking at social media. We're looking at how these channels are actually driving commerce. For example, now people are actually doing business on Instagram and collecting their money through mobile money. So instead of um, having a store where people come and check their wear or their product or their services, they're able to display it on social media platforms like Facebook, on Instagram, people like it, they choose it, and then they call them, and then they do the business. They actually use more money to send the money. No more checkbook. No more going deposit at the bank. People are actually using um, mobile money to do um, commerce. Back in the day, banking enables you do, to, uh, to do let's say, um, to, to, to borrow money. There's a whole new concept of borrowing money now. You don't need to necessarily go to the bank to borrow money. People have started business that are, are getting crowdfunded. And the payments are done to electronic commerce, using mobile money system, using ele- electronic means of payment. And for me, these things are new dynamics that are driving the adoption of mobile money. Because if I have a need, and mobile money can actually enable me to solve that need at the right time or just in time, I'm going to go you know, in that direction. So for me, banking is on life support, and um, they have to be very careful. And I, I want to just add one thing. We have new platforms like Kabe.com that is actually enabling lending proper loan businesses being able to collect loans online. We have um, new um, banks are now deploying treasury bills using mobile money. People are selling life insurance using mobile money. Where is the bank? What is the essence of the banking, I mean, the traditional banking model right now? I'm not talking about the concept of banking. I'm talking about the way that we bank. I believe that mobile money is gradually killing the traditional banking system and the regulator is keeping the traditional banking system on life support. Let me give you a minute to give your your counter argument. Is it all gloom and doom for the traditional way things are done or you want to throw one argument in to to balance the equation? Um, I think I think one argument that will support um, let's say the, the traditional banking system is the the, the safety of the, the of the money, which is aided by the the the, 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 the BOG, where they are required to have an enormous amount of money to secure people's deposits, to secure people's um, loans and investment at the banks, and that more that, that more or less brings some sense of financial security um, around the way money moves uh, within the traditional banking system, and also maybe doing large transactions, right? Which for me. Even though I believe that that is a plus for the traditional banking system, that for me will gradually be eroded because there will be new models of sending huge amounts of money across different business spectrums or across borders without necessarily requiring the bank in the traditional banking system. That is the voice of Derek Dindazi who just joined us. He's arguing robustly that... Let, let me just borrow his words. Banking is necessary. Banks are not. And that's a very strong statement and he alludes that one to Bill Gates. But his arguments are... Um, clearly put forth. He says banking, traditional banking is on life support and it's the doctor administering that is the central bank. 
He said the needs of customers have evolved and convenience is now the name of the game. His other argument is that your biggest branch is not the place that you see people going to to do banking as it were. It is a platform on which your major transactions are held at any point in time. He says checkbooks are obsolete and they are not the key today. So if your key is to raise money from checkbook charges, you are looking in the wrong direction. He mentions socialization, social media changes in that space that are enabling the use of mobile money. He mentions shops that are set up on Instagram and payments made by mobile money. He also mentions the emergence of borrowing via mobile money. His arguments to support his colleague um, Maximus who is warming up to taking on uh, that the traditional banking system can can boast of safety and security and also the ability to to do large transactions but even then he says that is just something small he will give you just to make you feel happy let's cross over to, to <laughs> let's cross over to maximus ametago who is arguing against the motion that the emergence of mobile money and other e-payments is making traditional banking obsolete. Maximus, take us home. Yes. So, I I believe mobile money will not kill traditional banking. And I think Barry Dean's quote from Bill Gates will not even support the argument. Because we are talking about traditional banking, not just banks. So, for me, money comes in different forms. So the means of transaction, uh, the means of using money comes in different forms. And mobile money is just one of the many forms that money can take. So we can use an ATM card. We can use a payment, uh, a point of service uh, device. You can use traveler's checks. You can pay online, gift vouchers. And the banks offer all these Services and mobile money is just a small aspect of it. And of course, traditional banks are giving mobile money their life support because your money will sit in the traditional banks. Even the interest that they are they are throwing at the mobile money account holders are interests that come from the traditional banks. Money must be secured, must have a home. And of course, you cannot just virtualize money. Money must have a regulatory uh, place where you move it from. That's why it's called mobile money. So you just move it. It doesn't mean that that's, that's the, the, the best way of using the money. For example, if, if I said I'm flying to Kumasi instead of taking the road, it doesn't mean that flying is just the only means of transport or the only means to get to Kumasi. Mobile money is not just the only means of banking is just a small aspect of it where we can move small amount of money and i'm very happy that Redin mentioned that you cannot move volumes of money through mobile money it means that your business cannot do certain uh, transactions because of the limitations on the the money that you want to move and even though you have uh, the other point is that Mobile phones are the terminals for transacting business, and traditional banks gives you the natural internet, which is offline. So if, even if your telecom company service goes down, you can still go there and do your transactions. They can do paper transactions for you, and it's not mobile money driven. Now, mobile money is just a retail 
arm of the traditional banking. If I want to move volumes of money outside of Ghana, that won't take a mobile money service. You have to go through international payment protocols to do that. So you need the traditional banks. And for me, mobile money is the new carries. So the old folks use carries to make payment. It doesn't mean that they didn't have places where they could store. The banks are your storehouse for your money. Mobile money is just a virtual, one of the virtual forms of money. So there's no way they are going to replace that. Mobile money is in diapers. They are learning how to crawl because they don't have regulations yet because they are surviving on the traditional banks. So for me, traditional bank won't die now. Mobile money can move. Money can, sorry, money can move without internet. And just to emphasize that, you need mobile money to be able to, or you need internet for mobile money to work. And um, I'm happy Deridin is smiling. And traditional banks have been in existence for so many years. And the only way to improve, because we, now we can't do transaction using cowries because we have legal tenders. So mobile money is just another form of money that the traditional banks will use to give the best of customer service to their customers. So traditional banking will be in existence. Mobile banking is yet to grow to catch up with them. Right. The thoughts of Maximus Ametego, he's, he's brought a smile to Jerry Dean's face, and I love that. We'll see. Ellie is sitting in the middle. Yeah, we needed him in the middle because I'll, I'll like to respond. But uh, let me give you a minute, Maximus, to bring your your argument in favor of the impact of, of mobile money on the traditional banking space. I think for money to be effective, you need to, it needs to assume many forms, and mobile money gives it that ability. And mobile money is a means of transporting money across uh, borders, so you don't need the brick-and-mortar structure to be able to move money across and do basic transactions. So on that count, I support mobile money. <laughs> it's getting interested in here. Even a debate of sorts. It's that kind of discussion where you bring people who are knowledgeable about a particular subject to take time and research into two aspects of the argument and bring them on board so that you and I can live much more informed about something that we interface with every single day. And so let me summarize the arguments by Maximus Amitago, who is arguing against the motion that the emergence of mobile money and e-payments has totally decimated the traditional banking system. Maximus says that money comes in different forms. And he says that traditional banks are the way mobile money is just a beginner. He says the interest that the mobile money um, companies pride themselves on offering actually comes from the traditional banks. He says money must have a home and it must have a regulator. And that is why he does not agree. He says large transactions can are limited on the mobile money platform. He says if your phone goes down, there is paper and there is internet. You can still do banking. He says that Mobile money can at best be just a retail arm of traditional banking, similar to carries just being used to do business. He says international transfers have no place at all on the mobile money platform. And he ends by saying that in response to the quote by Derry about banking 
traditional banking being on life support. He also says mobile money is on diapers and is learning how to crawl and is being supported by or it's surviving because of the traditional banks. He ends by saying that the traditional banks have history several years of doing business and you can trust them. His arguments to give to give some life support to Derry Dean are that mobile money can be called an extra form among several other forms that they are for doing business with money. And he says the biggest claim mobile money can make is that it's a transportation platform, a transportation platform for moving money. So these are the two big arguments for and against the impact of mobile money on traditional banking. What do you think? I know that you have strong opinions about this, and some of you have started posting them already. We have a number of people just saying for and against, but I have one interesting one from from Jerry Ajololo who has posted a picture smiling in his car, and somebody holding books by the car. He says the guy stopped him and tried to sell books to him, and he said he didn't have money on him, and the guy said no problem, and the guy said you can pay by mobile money, and he actually spent 150 Ghana CDs on books just because the guy was able to show him a convenient way of paying. <laughs> Thirty-one minutes past. The the will be in the bank. Let me just pause at this point. Maybe it's a good time to bring on Ellie to give me some initial reactions to to the thoughts that I've been shared. Ellie, you are not allowed to take a position. <laughs> I know I'm not. Did you, were you were you needed in the middle to stop them from crossing over? Well, I think so. Uh, <laughs> interesting uh, comments. Interesting. Um, inputs from from our two uh, speakers um, a few clarifications um, quickly uh, that is to say that first of all the mobile money uh, service uh, has uh, regulations um, which is the EMI uh, regulations like I mentioned and so there is regulations that govern its operations and it's a space that uh, brings on board several players and therefore, between the telcos and other financial service providers, as well as banks, all have the opportunity to participate. And so it's a bigger space, bigger opportunity for all stakeholders to participate. So I would want to establish that uh, first. Then secondly, the uh, mobile money opportunities are also uh, enormous in terms of the opportunities that it gives traditional banking in itself. Today, we, we talk about uh, uh, banking and banking from your, your phone, and we talk about banking everywhere that you find yourself. You are able to achieve that using the uh, mobile money uh, technology because today the woman in the village who does not have access to a bank branch can still participate in some form of financial uh, service uh, delivery because he has access to financial services using the mobile money platform. And the, the whole opportunity there is the banks themselves now have a bigger platform to play because in, in their only uh, opportunity of customers, uh, they have limitations. But with mobile money, which has a much more bigger uh, market to sell, they have the opportunity to sell to many more people uh, by the click of a, a button. And so right. the opportunities are even bigger for uh, the parties to play. Right. Let me give them a chance to react very briefly to what they have said to themselves. The interesting thing is this. The question, I want to throw up the question once again, yeah. just for perspective. The, the, the motion we are debating today is very simple. And in a certain sense, I felt that both of you were, 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 were kind of alluding, to speaking for the motion in a certain sense. 
It says the continuous rise of mobile money and e-payments confirms the death of traditional banking. So the question is not about banking, it's about traditional banking. So maybe the big question is, what is traditional banking? Uh, And so let me give you a chance again for a couple of minutes, one each on on, on both sides. And I have a couple of comments on social media I would like to probably let, 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 let me just read a couple of them before I, I come back to you so Stephen Nanase Buidi says banks will embrace mobile money as part of their traditional business and that is what will happen as the banks seek to adapt to changes in lifestyle the banks that fail to embrace mobile will become irrelevant and lose their customers Judith Zomelokoti who works in a bank says against these add to the banking experience and make it more inclusive but traditional banking and its ethics are still alive and kicking. All right. So um, Derek Lai, who's also known as Pudi Banabas, just gives us a summary of the thoughts that have been shared by the various um, listeners. And he says, hey, Derek D, you can talk. <laughs> Those are some of the thoughts on, 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 on Facebook. Let me come to Derek Dindazi, who's speaking for the motion that the continuous rise of mobile money has sounded a death knell to traditional banking. There may be some reaction to Maximus's thoughts and then I'll give, allow Maximus and then we'll bring on board some others who are listening and want to make their contributions. Right, um, so uh, Maximus, you said that mobile money is, is wearing diapers, right? I will tell you that mobile money is actually the baby with sharp teeth. It's actually <laughs> biting <laughs> banking. And um, banking, you know, will be bleeding um, out of the rise of mobile money. That means that bank will be dead um, in the next few in the next few years, I'm giving banking let's say ten years um, to not exist the way it exists now. I mean traditional banking. Um, you also mentioned about interest being calculated by the banks. I know that this is just a mathematical formula. You know, interest can be calculated by a computer. Um, interest can be calculated by anything. You can even it's a concept. And the whole dynamic of calculating interest is not a banking function. It's a mathematical function um, put there by a regulator to give value to a cust- to customers. Right, and it, and even in its current form, it will change. And the mobile money model is actually changing the way interest are paid. We're actually paying more interest to customers than the traditional banking system does. So that is a very big, it's a big plus um, to to mobile money. Um, you, you also spoke about the fact that uh, let me see, for money to. Right. So when it comes to banking as well, the way banking, you spoke about regulation. You spoke that money needs a home, right? One thing you need to notice is banking is what people think banking is. It's not what um, regulators go and sit down and make what banking. You can put all the regulations there. If the customers don't react to your regulation, your regulations are obsolete. They, they become null and void. So one thing you need to notice is that people will determine how we we move money. People will determine how they collect their loans. People will determine how they do their investment. And I believe that with a current wave of convenience desired by customers, with the current advancement in technology, people's um, taste, people's um, determination of how they move their money will be the, the platform that they, they they regularly use, which is a mobile, mobile platform. Let me give let me give Maximus a chance to give us a minute's reaction, and then we'll bring on board Kojo Ohinichi, who's the CEO of of IFS Financial Services, and then I have also Charles Mensah, who will be giving us some perspectives. But let me let me give Maximus a chance to to react to that. Yeah, so the very the traditional banking system has internet based services, which 
like I said before, and mobile money is just an extension of it. Now, mobile money is being guided by money issuers' guidelines, so it's not like a well-developed uh, regulation, so they're still baby in diapers. Interest is calculated based on the value of money, not by a computer's decision. So, Derry must, must think about that. And people don't determine how money is moved. Regulations do determine how people use money. So we have to be very clear on that. Traditional banking, the adoption of technology will be the new traditional banking. Right, so now we have yeah. babies with sharp teeth and we have babies in divers right here in the studio. <laughs> Let me bring on board Charles Mensah, who is the CEO of Trust Council. Charles has been listening with, with rapt attention and he wants to bring on board some perspectives. Good evening, Charles. Good evening. My brother, it's always good to hear from you and connect with you. <laughs> good to see you. Uh, good evening to the gentleman in the studio. I mean, I'm really, really enjoying myself. <laughs> that, that's what we set out to do right here on the virtual university, give you a chance to enjoy enjoy yourself. All right, so Charles, um, what are your thoughts on the discussion that is being held? Just some perspective I mean, so we can... Uh, first and foremost, I'm enjoying the discussion. Partly, uh, so they are all solid points that it made. But you see, banking itself thrives on trust. And the reason why you and I will put our money at the bank is because of the trust that we have. That's why people leave their money at the bank. But the point is that all banks and communication companies, they all have an object clause. What is the objective for setting up a telco company? What's the objective of setting up a bank? They all have different objectives. Now, if you stick to your objective, you notice that the uh, mobile companies have gone beyond their objectives. Of course, they saw an opportunity and they grabbed it because the bank themselves failed to grab those opportunities. And that's what has led to all this mobile money business. Now, mobile money, what is it? It's nothing new. It's just a form of payment on your wallet, on your phone, that you execute. But the physical cash itself still remains with the bank. Even the agents who are helping us with the mobile money activity, when they collect money from you and I at the uh, my hometown, Eshiyama, uh, or my mother's village, when they collect the fiscal cash, they end up paying the fiscal cash to a bank. If right. the mobile companies, they all have bank accounts. So banking will stay. So there it is. Bank will stay. It's right. just the innovative aspect of the banking that will change. But the, the way the bank would stay, it would forever and ever would stay because people would have trust and right. they would move a physical cash to a particular point. People right. would need banks to, to do letters of credit. Right. So banking itself go beyond mobile money. Mobile money is just a means for executing faster because we are talking about convenience and cost. Now, if the person has the convenience there and the cost of operating that convenience is lower, they will use the mobile money. That's what we are doing. That, 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 that's the calculation. It's all cost and convenience. Right. So what is the convenience and what is the cost of that? If it is that mobile money uh, operators are charging higher, people will stick to the, the normal means of transferring money. But if it's cheaper, they will do that because they are playing with CNC, cost and convenience. So banking itself will remain as long as we all know. But the innovative aspect of it that I think the bank should grab into it and then help everybody to move. Because they work in tandem. There's no way mobile money would be a full-fledged bank on their own. 
And there's no way a bank will be on their own if they don't apply the innovative aspect, i.e. the mobile money activity, into their operations. Thank you very much, Charles. And you just your, your conclusion just summed up the need for this whole whole debate. And Charles, you, you, you made a point perfectly that without the banks, mobile money itself cannot operate because the, the vendors must take the money to the bank. You also have alluded to the fact that the banks also, without at, at embracing the innovation that mobile money brings, will be obsolete. Yeah. So you've spoken both for and against the motion. But one thing you kept driving at is the core objective, the importance of trust, and the fact that it is an issue of cost and convenience just for the benefit of of charles yourself and then and then all our listeners our motion for the day is not about the continuous relevance of banking it is about traditional banking and i guess guess what i have bankers who are sending me text to say you know what it is a fact that without embracing new technologies traditional banking cannot survive and so that's the discussion that we are having and i hope that we can bring on some more perspective. But thank you so much for calling in and we will need you as we go along for some of the very interesting debates that we will be having right here on pros and cons. Charles, thank, thank you, you so much. And thank you, Abed, and good evening to the gentlemen. Right. Charles Mercer is the CEO of Trust Consult. He's been giving us some perspective about the the discussion that we are having. He says that, listen, there is an objective for which companies and businesses are set up. And very importantly, in doing banking, in doing any financial transaction, trust is very critical. But in all that he has said, he says, the customers make decisions based on cost and convenience. And hey, mobile money will continue to play a very important role, but it does not replace banking. Bank, banks will always be needed. And he talked about the interface between mobile money and banks and said banks will always be relevant. And then also, letters of credit and some other things cannot be done on the mobile money platform. He literally literally retreated some of the, the, the points that you have made. But the discussion still remains. Does the emergence of mobile money and other e-payment platforms sound the death knell to traditional traditional banking? And the question I'm asking, what is traditional banking? And so let me bring on board somebody who has... Who definitely will understand traditional banking? To help me understand traditional banking, then we can bring some more perspective to this discussion. Kucho Enichi has worked with a number of banks and he runs IFS Financial Services. He's on the line to give us some help. Kucho, before you even give me your own perspective, help me understand what is traditional banking? Thank you very much, Albert. Um, interestingly, the impact of mobile banking on, 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 on traditional banks was the key discussion topic for this year's annual banking conference. And, um, and I've been wondering what the definition of traditional banking is from the perspective of the two gentlemen in the studio. For me, banking is um, you know, taking money from people who can deposit and then giving it out also to people who need it. So the bank is basically a financial intermediary. So that is what the traditional traditional banking is. I, I'm not sure by traditional banking, they mean banking without technology. Now, mobile money is a channel, as, as Charles rightly said. It's a channel for payment. So it doesn't replace banking. Maximus make the point that money is money because it is regulated. It sits on something. So mobile money 
doesn't replace banking. It is it so so fintech companies actually collaborate with banks. This week when um Lucy Quiz spoke at that conference, she made that point very clear that what she provides is a channel for the banks to use. So she's not replacing banking activity. She's only providing a channel. Of course, banking is going through very rapid changes from what we, we knew it to be 10, 20 years ago. But it doesn't mean that banking is about to die soon. The thing is that people want to have confidence in something, an institution with reserves, so they know that my, if I have money with this institution, I can trust to have it the next day if I go for that money. So mobile money is not an alternative. It is a collaborator. That is how I see this. All right, thank you very much, Kujo Ohinichi. I think your, your last point sums up um, some of the points that have been made earlier on, that it augments, it augments yeah. rather than replaces the, the banking system. Thank you, Kujo, and I'm sure that we'll, we'll get your perspectives as we go along in this series. It's going to be very interesting as we go along. We have some very heavy, heavy-punching subjects lined up for our listeners, and make a date every Sunday evening right here on your virtual university. So that was the voice of Kujo Inichi. He's the CEO of IFS Financial Services. He's been bringing us some perspective on the subject. And I'm going to bring it in for my guests to sum up their thoughts. And then guess what? I'm going to give you a week's notice about the subject for next week. You will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. I saw a huge debate on it on social media today. And that's our subject for next week. We have some big, big guests coming on board to argue that one out. But let me give Derry Dean the chance to give us his closing thoughts. Derry, it's been very instructive for me. I, I hope that for you yourself, you will also enjoy this discussion. Definitely. Right. So in this closing, in this closing, your closing thoughts... I would love for you in a minute to tell us even why this discussion is so important in the first place. And then one thing that you want us to think about as we go off this discussion. Derry, take us home. Yeah, and um, I believe that the points have been made. Um, there's obviously, we are at a point where it, it looks more collaborative, right? But we can also take away the fact that the traditional way that is somebody depositing money back in the day you go to the bank right right somebody collecting a loan back in the day you always have to go to the bank we can't take away the fact that the emergence of mobile technology the emergence of internet technology the emergence of technology itself has evolved and in this situation drastically how people have access to these kind of services including deposit and including lending right, right. to the extent that now what people used to do, where people had to go to the bank, fintech companies are creating similar platforms that are running these things. And for me, all the time, people would determine how they access even the concept of banking, whether with or without a regulator. And that is very important. That's something that Ghanaians have to take into perspective because in Ghana, we like to let things look so cool. We like to let things look like nothing is really happening. But the truth is that banks have to sit up. Banks have to sit. Otherwise, they're going to be wiped out like the way carburetors are wiped out. They're going to be wiped out like the way workmans are wiped out. They're going to be wiped out like the way MP3 is now dominating. We have the iPod, we have iPhones, we have all kinds of technologies moving on. People are now having um, electronic cars and stuff like that. And I believe that banks should be on that trajectory. You need to go really hard at innovation. And this is a time that they really have to collaborate with fintech companies to drive the new regime of banking, which is banking on wheels, banking via mobile, banking via internet. Thank you. 
Right. Redefine your banking, banking on wheels, banking via mobile, banking banking via the internet. So you're saying banks will continue to remain as long as they embrace technology. Concept. The concept. Right. Let's go to Maximus. Maximus Ametigo, who argued against the motion that the emergence of mobile money sounds the, the death knell to traditional banking. Maximus, your closing thoughts. Yeah, I think the example Deridin used, the recorders and workman, was, was the wrong one in terms of positioning. Using that means that you are saying that the workman is making the recording studio obsolete. Now the banking service provider is the recording studio. So what about form music is packaged to reach the end listener is is what we are talking about and mobile money is just one side of packaging the same money so for me for me mobile money is just a form giving a different form to money we need the banks will be in existence for a long while because money comes in various forms and uh, Charles Charles Benson mentioned the letter, letters of credit. I wonder how letters of credit can be on on a mobile phone, and then you collecting a loan of five hundred thousand on your mobile phone. And I want to make one point clear: money is legal tender, so you cannot talk about money without talking about regulation. Deridine wants to kill the regulation. Who so makes the regulation? All right. So end the with that. The debate will continue after the show, but that, this is so exactly what we want to achieve on this platform. Throw up a subject that you cannot end it within one hour. Continue to debate. Ellie, you know what? You have the, 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 the honor of taking us home in a minute. Ellie, what, what, how important has this discussion been, and what can we take away from here? Discussion is very important because a lot has happened in the space um, over the past uh, months, and a lot more discussions are going on. <clears throat> and as we speak, like I indicated, the current regulation is still going through some reviews. I think what we all need to understand is that technology has come to stay, and it is transforming the way we do things. And so, people need to embrace technology in the way they do things. It's not only banking, but several other things that we do in our everyday lives. And so technology is where we all need to put uh, our, our focus. And the interesting bit of it is also the aspect of collaboration and partnerships because in that partnership and collaboration, a lot more can be achieved by the stakeholders within the banking and financial service provision. Uh, just this week, there was a launch of <clears throat> a service T-Bill for All, and that was a bank and a telco MTN. And so that kind of partnership and collaboration will continue to drive financial services deeper. Mm-hmm. Let me say that beyond all the discussions, one very important thing that the um, mobile money uh, opportunity brings is the scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The scale is massive because we are talking about reaching many people within a short time. And the cost to serve is also very, very uh, uh, reduced. And so allows a lot more to happen. Today, when we talk about even branches, bank branches, and also agent points, we are talking a few thousands, maybe 2,000 if you put ATMs and bank branches together. And you are talking 82,000, 100,000 uh, agents. So the access to service, access to financial services is far more enhanced with mobile money. And I think that is where we all need to look at and take the opportunities that these access costs to serve 
and technology advancement bring us and move on into the next uh, stage of banking uh, in a much more efficient way. I can't imagine what we would have done without you sitting in the middle. But one thing is evident that the one, one point of convergence that we can take away from this debate is that we need each other. Exactly. And the future of banking is meaningless without the rapid embracing of new technologies. Exactly. The point of divergence has been what exactly is traditional banking. <laughs> and even at the end of an hour, we still have not been able to <laughs> disentangle ourselves because Kucho um, arguing to support Maximus says that traditional banking is bank is just an intermediary. And so to that extent, um, the, the use of technology still can constitute traditional banking. Derry's argument implies that traditional banking is brick and mortar, go to the bank. And so anything that you've embraced is just an acceptance that the traditional banking is dead. Derry Dean and Maximus, who are allowed to continue the debate after the show, Ellie who graciously sat in the middle and prevented the arguments from boiling over, Charles Mensah and Kojo Ohinichi, who joined us on the line to throw some light on this. And very importantly, all of you out there who have made this such a great start to our brand new series. On behalf of the team, Comfort, Matthew and Amos, my name is Albert Okran. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 nine. Zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,